Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 19th day of January. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me today. I hope your week has went well. It's Friday, and that means for many, many people, the work week is winding down, and I pray that you have a good weekend out in front of you, uh, full of enjoyment and rest, and if you can, assemble with the people of God somewhere, at your local church, um, in your house group, whatever you're doing, to gather together with the community of believers is a very important and vital thing. We're going to talk about that just a little bit tomorrow when we introduce the sermon that comes up on this Sunday's drop because it has to do with church and community. And um, I, I'm so passionate about this, and, and particularly at this season of my life, uh, as we've planted a church in the last several months, and it's just a, a, it's a daily thought process for me about what that looks like and what that means. And I want to encourage you. I know not everyone is in a place where they, at either the season of their life where they feel comfortable, um, where they feel comfortable in a local church, whether it's because they've been hurt, they've had a bad experience, or maybe they just can't find anything that fits. It just doesn't, it's not their comfort level theologically or the way things are done worship wise or whatever. I get it, and I sympathize, and I truly understand, and I know it is valid. And I want to encourage you to pray through it and work through it, but I also want to encourage you to keep working through it, to keep looking, to keep looking for uh, an experience with believers where you can see Jesus and grow together. And that might not be as easy as it sounds. We might Let's be fair, we also might sometimes be making it more difficult than we should because sometimes we're looking for perfection or we're looking for something that suits our tastes rather than causes us to wrestle. Um, And so consider those things. Um, That doesn't have much to do with today's text. We're in Luke chapter 8. Well, maybe it does. I mean, we're talking about the parable of the sower. So there's certainly different types of ground. And in some respects, there's different types of churches. I know that's a real stretch as to what Jesus was saying. But it's also, it, it, it's also relevant across so many different spectrums in that we're a variety. We, we, are, we are multicolored. We're multifaceted. There's, there's what Peter called... Uh, Multicolored grace for multicolored temptations. And I like to think that that means we got a lot of different things we bring to the table and therefore we need a lot of different versions of grace. And that's why we should be maybe a little less harsh on churches that aren't doing things the way we think they should be done or that speak to us because they probably speak to someone. And at the end of the day, be careful how you talk about another man's bride. So you're talking about the church. This is the bride of Christ. Be careful how you talk about every iteration of it, because what you're seeing in the local building is just an iteration. It's an expression of the church. It's not the entire church, but it's not less important than the entire church. It's all part of that same thing. So in a way, when we talk about the sower, he goes forth to sow seed, falls on different ground. There's different responses. There's different reactions That's a little bit like the church. One of the reasons why I am doing this today in that I'm not saving myself an enormous amount of space for the parable of the sower is because we did a pretty deep dive in the parable of the sower 11 months ago. In February of 23, we were 
going through the Gospel of Mark. And in February, we arrived at Mark 4. Mark chapter 4 is the story. It's Mark's version of the parable of the sower. And I look back on my daily logs of what we covered, and it took me most of the month of February to cover the parable of the sower. And I'm pretty sure the essay edition landed right about that same spot, right there with the parable of the sower and then the lighting of the candle and not keeping it under a bushel. So we went really deep. And I used Mark as well as jumped in and used other versions of this story because there are other versions. Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8. This is popular. Only John doesn't give the parable of the sower. For whatever reasons, I'll leave that alone for now. Um, and so because we did it only 11 months ago and because I, you can very clearly go find it easily, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and scroll backward, And if you'll scroll all the way back to, I'll even give you the exact date, February 20th, 2023, we opened Mark chapter 4, and then just go from there, you'll get an in-depth look at this parable of the sower. So what we're going to do with Luke's version is we're going to read it, but our commentary is going to be a little thin versus what we did last year so that we don't spend two whole months of two years in a row on the same story. Luke chapter 8, verse 4, when a great multitude had gathered... And they come to him from every city. He spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. Literally, it yielded fruit. A hundredfold, which is what happens to seed. seed. Seed doesn't produce one for one or even one to two. Seed produces multiple. Even if the seed only produces one tree, that tree produces an infinitesimal amount of fruit, which then goes on exponentially to produce more and more and more. So there's no such thing as one to one in fruit seed. It, it, it's more than that. It always produces more than that. Which is a great analogy, by the way, for the seed that's in us, the seed of the new man. He produces exponentially greater than the old man ever could have. When he said these things, he cried, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's an important cry in any Jesus sermon, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, because just because it's been said doesn't mean it's taking effect. And just because you heard it doesn't mean you heard it. <laughs> just because you heard it doesn't mean you're doing something with it. Later in this, we're gonna Jesus is gonna say, and we'll get there in verse 18, take heed how you hear. Well, I'll get deeper into that later, but it's it's leading you up to this idea that hearing is vital, but what you do with what you hear is even more. And so you like you can listen to the DDP. And you hear me say something and it challenges you, it speaks to you, it it says something that you need, and then you just move on. And if you don't dwell on it, wrestle with it, let it germinate, and then produce action or activity, either repentance or or proaction, then it's just words. You had ears to hear, but you didn't hear. And not everything I say needs to be taken the same as everything else. I don't expect it to be, and, and you too. And, and so learning to parse the difference is part of the role of the Spirit as part of us stepping into our discernment. Uh, 
Now, tomorrow we'll introduce the sermon you can look for on Sunday. We'll also talk about the purpose of parables because Jesus actually tells the purpose. And then he explains the parable to the sower. And as I said, we're not going to stay there too terribly long. But we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.